0: have I got a treat for you. What is it that homeschooling mums across the world all love talking about? What do we all love thinking about? Researching. If you haven't guessed already, I'm talking about homeschooling resources. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you my favourite homeschooling resources of the past year. This is Raising Mums, the podcast that raises up Muslim mums like you so that you can raise your children well. And here's your host, Dr. Gemma. So what you're about to hear is a live broadcast that I did on my Facebook and Instagram pages. If you're not following me already, head over there and follow me. My handle is our, O-U-R, Muslim Homeschool, our Muslim Homeschool. So I did a live broadcast over there and I didn't want you guys to miss out on all the good content. So I've converted it into a podcast for you. As you're listening to this, if you're itching to see... Um, what I'm talking about, then you can also head over to my YouTube channel. Again, I'm our Muslim homeschool there. Uh, and you can actually see the video of that live broadcast. But I have done my best to ex- to explain all these great resources in as much detail as I can so that you can get a really good gist out of it from just listening. Okay, let's go. Homeschooling curriculum books, Islamic education, math manipulatives. Let's talk about homeschooling resources. In particular, my favorites from the past academic year. As-salamu alaykum. welcome everybody. So whether you are homeschooling right now, or you just wanna do more with your children at home, I think you're really gonna to enjoy today's live session. I'm gonna walk you through all the different things that I've been jo- enjoying with the kids. Now, my kids are age two, to 12. So whatever age your kids are, I hope that you'll be able to take something from today's live broadcast. So I haven't done one of these for a while, but if you can hear me and see me okay, let me know in the comments. Waalaikumussalam. Hey from Texas, amazing. Okay, so guys on Facebook, if you can just let me know, if you can see me and hear me okay, I will get cracking. I want this to be a really fun session for us because homeschooling can be so heavy, it can be so serious, because it is serious. We are educating our kids, we are doing something really important, taking full responsibility for the education of our children. So sometimes it gets a bit heavy, but today I want it to be fun, I wanna have fun together. So grab your headphones if you don't have them already, get yourself something delicious to drink, Uh, a snack never goes wrong, you know, get yourself something to eat, get comfy and let's chat about the thing that homeschool moms love to chat about, homeschooling resources, curriculum, books, all the things, let's have a chat. I'm gonna share with you what we've been loving this academic year. In the chat, I would love for you to also tell us what you have been enjoying this year in your homeschool. So, as I talk about what we've been using, if you've tried those things and enjoyed them, let us know. If you've tried them and you've not enjoyed them, that's okay. (laughs) Let us know as well. Um, I want to hear from you all. I'd love to get to know you all a little bit better. So, this is going to be a relaxed discussion. Um, and I hope we have some fun. Um, so while you're here, while people are hopping on, quickly just tell me in the comments where you are joining us from. Ariba says, "Salam" from Pakistan, Walaikum Salam. We've had somebody from Texas join us, which is awesome. So wherever you're from, pop it in the comments and say hello. Um, I, have, I have done my best to collect all the links for the stuff I'm gonna talk about today. If you're watching on Facebook, I've tried to put the links with this video. Um, So I know you're furiously on Facebook, gonna have all the tabs open uh, on your laptop and going in between this video and that. And I know that you wanna do that. That's so much fun to do it. On Instagram, I can't share the links, but what I will do afterwards, I'll go into my story and I will share the links in the stories so you can get those direct links if you want to check anything out. And I'll do my best to everyone who is listening to this on the podcast as a replay to explain everything as we go along. We've got somebody from Buffalo in New York, is New that means New York, NY, uh, Michigan, Holland, mashallah, Qatar, Virginia, UAE, Essex, India, Luton, Birmingham, oh, amazing. I love that we have such a worldwide audience here. It's so exciting. Okay, so let's get on with this. I would love to share with you, starting from my youngest child, all the way through to the eldest, who's 12, and some of the stuff we've been enjoying collectively as a family. So let's talk about my youngest. So my toddler is two years old. And like all toddlers, he likes to get into things. (laughs) He likes to cause chaos, especially during the homeschooling morning. And something that we have used with him almost every day and that he really loves are his paint sticks. Where have I put them? Uh, Oh, here we go live TV, hey, live live broadcast. So here are his paint sticks. If you have tried these with your kids, let us know in the comments. These are paint as a stick. So I can leave him with these and be pretty sure that he is not going to cause too much mess. They're, they're the right size for him to hold and grip. He feels like he's taking part in what we're doing because he's got his own little pen. Um, and it helps to develop his fine motor skills. It helps to develop his habit of attention, which is a big thing in the Charlotte Mason method. And he just gets to join in, which is so nice for him. So he uses these on um, coloring books, on old cardboard boxes, like when we're doing junk modeling. If you have been through my Foundation to Flourish workshop. You know I talk a little bit about junk modeling in that, so he uses them to decorate the models he makes. He uses them in old maths workbooks that the kids are finished with. We give them to him, he feels like he's got his own workbook, and he's happy. So these are great because they're really bright colors, easy for him to hold, minimal mess, and they wash out easily, so paint sticks. I never had them with the other kids. I don't know if that's a new thing, paint sticks, but I'm loving them. Um, what else have I put? Okay, so let's move on to my seven-year-old. So when kids become seven, for us anyway, things start to get more serious in our homeschool. And we start to really, you know, it, it goes up a gear. So for my seven-year-old daughter, we have been using math manipulatives Um Prior to that, she did very little maths, but now we've been really enjoying math manipulatives. And the the reason why, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you (laughs) what, what we use for maths, but the reason why using a manipulative, like blocks or counters or whatever it is, is really helpful, is it takes maths from a very abstract to something very physical, something that a young mind can understand, it's tangible. So when when you look at a, a workbook and it says 2 plus 2 equals 4, that means very little to a young child unless they can physically understand that, you know, if they get their two rods, two of these plus two of these is 4. And the problem that we have if we're just using workbooks is that children don't learn to connect those two worlds, to connect that abstract, which is what maths teaches um, through workbooks, to to connect the abstract to real life. And I I think most kids can manage, they'll manage through, but then they will hit a point, usually in secondary school, where their math starts to suffer. They start to really struggle because they haven't understood the the language behind math. They haven't understood the reality of what it's all about. So we use math manipulatives, especially with the younger kids. And this is something that um, is, is talked about in Charlotte Mason philosophy, it's talked about with Montessori, you know, a lot of the literature, a lot of people heavily involved in education, particularly maths, recommend manipulatives. So we use these um, counting rods, I think they're called, and these are very simple, easy to handle, and we just literally will use these to physically represent the maths problem that my daughter is working through. So it's taking it from a very abstract concept to something very tangible and meaningful to her. And the nice thing about these, this particular set is that it has the numbers here. So we can put it out, you know, as a, um, we could do two plus two with our rods, and then we can write two plus two with the actual numbers next to it. And then she can write that in her workbook. Um, and by doing it that way, it makes math Meaningful, it means something to her. Now, you don't have to buy uh counting rods, <laughs> that's what I call them. Uh, da, 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 da. Yes, counting rods, you don't have to buy counting rods. You can use anything as a manipulative. If you've been following me on Instagram or Facebook, you know sometimes we go out into the garden, we use pebbles, we pick flowers. The other day we used buttercups as our math manipulative and my daughter was practicing, I think it was her two times table using buttercups. It's a really valuable way to to teach maths and make it interesting, make it meaningful. Another math manipulative that we have used for all the children are these Math link cubes, I think they're called math link cubes. So you, l- they are little cubes, and you link them together, and they- there is ten of each color. So those have been fantastic when she's dealing with larger numbers if she we use them for patterns as well times tables and again simple addition and subtraction so those are math link cubes if you're just joining me I am going to share all the links for these products in my stories later on and if you're watching the replay uh, those links are already with the show notes okay so that is my math manipulative for her um something that we also really up a gear you know we really go for when she's 7 for all the children is the Quran prior to that prior to 7 the way we approach Quran is mainly just almost passively she hears the Quran she sees the rest of the family reading Quran um she understands that it's an important and integral part of life of being a muslim of being a part of our family but it's not till she becomes 7 that we really encourage her and make a time in our homeschool to teach Quran. So where do I put it? So for those of you who are not familiar, before most children start reading the actual Mus'haf, the actual Quran, they start with a Qaeda. This is the Qaeda that we are using. This is by Muslim Education and Literary Services. And the reason that we chose this one is basically because Num- a number of teachers who I know, who I trust, who have a far more uh, vast, deeper knowledge of Quran, how to teach it, recommended this one. So this has been recommended to me by, you know, teachers uh, of sacred knowledge. So this was by the Muslim Education and Literary Services You can get this in um, Uthmani and the Indopact script, so whichever you prefer. This is the Uthmani one. So if you're not familiar with this, it takes you from reading the individual letters of the Arabic language to joining them and then through some of the rules of Tajweed, to a point where your son or daughter can then pick up the Mus'haf, pick up the Qur'an and start reading. I used this one with my two eldest boys. As you can see, it's looking a little bit battered uh, and now my daughter has it. Alhamdulillah. So for those of you who are looking for a good Qaeda, I would recommend this. If you can't get hold of this one, then uh, another one that is recommended is the one by Safar Publications. Uh, You can look into that as well. I can hear you all through the internet, Googling it, uh, opening all the tabs up and, and trying to find that uh, on uh, on Google and Amazon. I will put the links for all of this later on. <clears throat> I'm just going to have a sip of my drink and have a look through the comments. Oh, walaikum salam, Miss Shireen. I'm so glad you're here. Mashallah. Salam from Holland. Walaikum salam. Oh, mashallah, South Africa, Nigeria, Canada. I am absolutely blown away. What an honor to have you all here. Alhamdulillah. Okay. And also, you know, as we're going through, if you have questions, pop them in the comments. I apologize, Instagram, for this light. The sun has come out. Um, But if you have comments, if you have questions, pop them down in the chat. And if there's time, I will try and answer some of them. Right. Um, And also, for my daughter, before we move on from her... I have got a blog post about the way we teach maths with her. We incorporate a number of different things. We use an online programme called Math Seeds. we use a workbook, we use the manipulatives also as part of how Charlotte Mason approached maths. So we use the Charlotte Mason approach as well. And the reason that I fuse all of them together is because I am still learning about how to approach maths from the Charlotte Mason philosophy. Um, and obviously she needs to keep progressing in that. So while I learn, I bring in bits and pieces into her education. Uh, and inshallah, one day it'll all be the Charlotte Mason philosophy for her. But right now we have an eclectic mix of things. Okay, right, let's move on to my son. So um, my nine-year-old, actually he's 10 now, mashallah, 10-year-old son, what he has really enjoyed this year are his drumming lessons. He plays the duff and he sings mashallah he is a boy who he moves a lot he's always doing something with his hands rubik's cubes those fidget toys he he moves and drumming just it suits him so well mashallah he can play with his hands he can play with his feet mashallah he can sing at the same time he's just mashallah he loves it and the the teacher that we found for him for that is from pearls of islam so pearls of islam are a, a duo a sister duo and they have you know they professionally produce Nasheeds and they sing and they drum, and they also do classes for children. They also do classes for sisters. Um, So, if you are looking to incorporate music in a halal, in a beautiful way, I would really recommend it. It is the most beautiful thing to hear your son or your daughter singing about Allah, singing praise of the prophet peace be upon him, you know, for joy, for their own enjoyment, you know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And through his learning, through the pearls of Islam, we have started bringing that into our own morning basket. We sing together now as a family and he leads on the drum. It's a beautiful thing. So I would really recommend those two sisters. And um, so that's pearls of Islam. You can find them on Instagram. Um, now, I wanna go through some of the books that the kids have been enjoying reading independently. So these are for my kids who are seven through to 12. If you, if your kids play drum or they sing or do anything like that, let me know in the comments um, and how you're teaching them. Oh, I also get comments as well, where do I buy the duff from? They sell them on Amazon. I mean, subhanAllah, Amazon does everything. So you can find them on Amazon if you search for them. Um, okay, so the books that we've been enjoying, um, these are books that the kids read independently. They are ages seven through to 12. So if you have a child whose reading, re- reading age is somewhere in there, they might enjoy these books. I'm gonna give you a brief synopsis of each of them, but I think that they have something to offer, you know, any, any child within that age range. So the first book I want to mention is The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. All three of my children, um, the ones who I'm homeschooling, have loved this, they've absolutely loved this. Have your kids read this as well? It's it's beautiful, I'll tell you what it's about and you're gonna think it sounds very strange. It's about a robot who gets shipwrecked on a deserted island and ends up fostering a goose um, and raising this goose and it's, it's beautiful it's about you know it deals with a lot of emotional issues like being abandoned like feeling lost like feeling like you don't belong um about motherhood and and deal and there's a lot of animals in there as well so if your children like animals they're sure to enjoy it it's an adventure Um, I'll show you inside so you can get an idea there's a few pictures it's not too heavy on the text sorry Instagram there we go um And I mean, it's won loads of awards. It is very, very popular. So that's The Wild Robot by Peter Brown. If your children have passed through easy readers, they're starting on chapter books, this is probably the next step. Once they've read a few easy chapter books, this would be a great one to go to next. The chapters are very short, sometimes only two or three pages. It's a lovely, lovely book. And just check these comments. Yes. So if somebody's asked, "Will I pin them or, or share the links?" I am going to share the links in my stories afterwards. Inshallah. Right. The next books that my kids have been enjoying as independent reading are the Chronicles of Narnia. There are seven books in the Chronicles of Narnia, and they are absolutely phenomenal. They are a classic um, children's literature. Again, an adventure um, and more of a fantasy adventure, but they do not, as I spoke to Ustada uh, Method, Mariam Sinclair, they do not mix reality with fantasy. They do not cross that bridge. It's very clear with the Chronicles of Narnia when you go into a made-up world and when the children are in reality. So I think they're fantastic. Now, something to be aware of with the Chronicles of Narnia is there is a lot of Christian symbolism. It's a Christian allegory. So what that means is that Some of the stories, some of the characters in here are, you read them and you'll be like, oh, this sounds like the story of this prophet. This sounds like the story of this prophet, particularly with the last book. If anyone's read The Last Battle, you will know. You read this book and it feels like the author, C.S. Lewis, has been looking through the Quran and learning about the Day of Judgment. Things like how the sun comes close to the earth things like the last blowing of the trumpet, things like that are in this book. So there is a lot of Christian symbolism, um, so that's something to look into. If you're not comfortable with that, then you know, fair enough, but look into it before you, you, you go into it. I did not have a problem with that at all for my children. It's not gonna teach your children to become Christian, it's just that the stories feel very heavily influenced by the Old Testament, so something to bear in mind. Um, And finally, the last book, well, the last author, actually, that I want to share with you is Linda Sue Park. Um, I have heard about her from various uh, homeschoolers, various other authors, and I decided to get these for my son. He absolutely fell in love with them. He absolutely fell in love, particularly with a single shard. This is a story of a 13-year-old boy called Min, who is from Korea, And he becomes an apprentice to a potter, you making pottery, and he goes on an adventure. And it's a beautiful book. He, I mean, my son doesn't often fall in love with books, but this one he fell in love with. He didn't want it to end. Um, And he did pick up this book, which is by the same author, A Long Walk to Water. And this is set in Sudan. Both are beautiful. Both are highly acclaimed. And I would recommend them to you. I'll show you inside this one. Again, it's not hard. It's not too heavy, the text. And this one is a pretty short one. That's the Long Walk to Water. Uh, and this one's a slightly thicker. So if you have kids anywhere between the ages of 7 and 12, they like adventure, check these out. Really, really... Phenomenal books. Um, and again, these were written recently. This one was just written this year, or published this year, I should say. And this was not published that long ago as well. So the language is modern um, and very accessible. Okay. Do we have any questions or anything you want to add? So anybody's kids read those books and enjoyed them? Let me know. Welcome, salam, salaha. Okay. Amira, mashallah. Is the print large in the Chronicles of Narnia? This one is not, it depends on the publisher. So this one, this one is Harper Collins and the text is not, it is small, it is small. But I think there has been one printed more recently that uh, looks a bit nicer. I agree with you, sometimes this kind of text, this very small text is off-putting for children if they're not used to it. But the stories are so amazing that I think if they can get past the first chapter or two, it won't matter what the font is. Um, but there is more, um, there is another publisher who has recently published them that might be worth looking into. Bella, I love listening to you. Glad I made it. Oh, I'm glad you're here, Bella. Okay, um, right. Bit. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Right. I will have a look at these at the end. Right, so <clears throat> now I want to talk about what we've been enjoying collective, I'm sorry, Instagram, for this light. It's suddenly Sunny. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk about what we've been enjoying together as a family. So we, the for the vast majority of the kids' schooling, we do things as a family collectively. It's the best way for them to learn, I think. Um, they do their individual subjects. They do maths. They do reading by themselves, um, a little bit of spelling, obviously their Qur'an but then collectively we do a lot of to get things together. So these are a few of the favourites that we have enjoyed this academic year. So I'm gonna start with this one, yeah. This is called um, Rocks, Rivers and the Changing Earth. This is a book about geology. This is, this is the epitome of a living book. So if you don't, if you're not familiar with that term, a living book means a book that is rich, that is seeped in ideas, that makes the child's mind come alive, makes them think, inspires them. Um, A living book is is like the playground of the mind. Have you ever read a book like that where you were so inspired, you felt like you were underlining every other line, you wanted to read up on other things? That is a living book. So this is a living book, and that is what you should be giving to your children as much as possible. Uh, And the opposite of a living book is a textbook. Um, And textbooks have their place, but the vast majority of your children's education should be, or try to make it, living books. So this, again, if we go back to this, this is about geology. So teaching children about the rocks, rivers, and the changing earth. And um, we use this alongside another curriculum by Sabbath Mood Homeschool. Sabbath Mood Homeschool are a Charlotte Mason uh, science curriculum curriculum producer. They're fantastic. Their their curriculum are either, they will write it, they either have secular or Christian. So we of course took the secular one. So it works alongside this. So this book, um, if you can see, um, try and get on everyone's, there we go. So it teaches children about how rivers work, the mountains, erosion, all those beautiful things. It has experiments in it. Um, it has just, it's written very, very beautifully. It's as if it's, you're speaking directly to the child, which is really nice. Um, if you wanted to, you could just buy this by itself. You do not need the curriculum that we got. What the curriculum does from Sabbath Mood Homeschool is it's, it adds a little bit of an extra element. It brings in poetry every lesson. It brings in like extra resources to find online, videos, um, videos other online resources that you can use to supplement and we've really enjoyed it actually we've really enjoyed using that curriculum particularly the poetry because I I mean honestly I don't have time to hunt for loads of different poems about mountains and rocks and rivers and all of that so it's lovely that it's all together so we've enjoyed them both but um, if you wanted to you could just get this along the same line of thoughts two more living books that I want to share with you This one, we just started it recently and I'm absolutely in love with it. I want to find out more from this author. It is called How Much and How Many by Jean Bendict. And this is a book that teaches children about measurement, but it's a living book. It's a beautiful vintage book. I think it was actually, it's from the 70s, so not that long ago. Uh, And again, it's got experiments, it's got history, it brings in science, physics, maths. It's fantastic. It's just the right level for late- primary early secondary a really lovely living book for science and maths um, and even a little bit of history it brings all of those together it's beautiful Um, so I'm going to be looking up Jean Bendick to find more it is available on Amazon but I think you might have better luck looking for this somewhere like Abe Books um, that deals with older vintage books but you might find it on Amazon and I have put the link with this Facebook video if you want to check that out And another one on the same vein is Through the Magnifying Glass by Julius Schwartz. Again, this is a living book. This is science. It's got beautiful explanations about what you see when you look through a magnifying glass. It brings through lots of different disciplines. um, And I think this was published in the 50s, but... Things have not changed when you look through a magnifying glass from the 50s. I wish they made books like this now. I I struggle to find beautiful books about science and maths that are living. But this is. So that, again, was Through the Magnifying Glass by Julius Schwartz. Okay. So those were the main things that I wanted to share with you today. Um, If you have any questions about what I've shared here, pop them in the comments now. I'm going to have a scroll through. Um, I'm gonna have a drink first and if you enjoyed this if you enjoy this you know hearing what I have to say about our homeschooling I hope you will join me every week on my podcast I have a podcast called Raising Mums um, and that comes out every Thursday sometimes Friday but usually every Thursday um, and I share all things homeschooling there uh, and so wherever you listen to your podcasts you can tune in there find Raising Mums Or, if you're on YouTube, I do upload the audio as well onto YouTube. Inshallah, I will try and save this live. Uh, If I can remember how to do it, uh, inshallah, I will do. What is the age range for the last book? Okay, Nadia, let me have a look. Yeah, again, I would say this is perfect for the age of my children. So the later primary, early secondary. So seven to 12-ish. I mean, as a homeschooler, you know your children, you know what age level they're at. Um, maybe even slightly older kids would enjoy this as well. So I think, you know, late late primary, early secondary uh, would be good. Um, any recommendations for year eight, nine books for boys? Okay. I think at that age, you can start dipping into the classics if they are if they enjoy reading, then you definitely can. Um, Dickens is a good one to go to. Um, Wilkie Collins, um, Sherlock Holmes, fantastic. Um, even Narnia, actually, even Narnia would be suitable for that age. Um, I think book book recommendations. If you're not sure, go for something that you know. Go for something that you know they would be interested in. Maybe they've seen the movie, maybe their friends have read the book. Um, you know, maybe they maybe get them to listen to the audiobook first before you introduce them to the actual physical book. Some kids actually like to listen and read at the same time if it's a particularly hard book. So you could try that, inshallah. I need resources for science experiments. You know what's great about these books? The ones I shared? They require very little. You don't need to go out and buy an expensive chemistry set. You don't need to go and buy expensive chemicals or, you know, big fancy anything. These, they use things that you have in your home. Um, so I really appreciate that about these books. Um, most of the time, you know, this one particularly, it just says go and get some stones. <laughs> yeah, but it, when was it? Thursday, we did an experiment here where we got some pebbles out of the garden and put them in the oven. I won't explain why, but that was what we did. So that was our science experiment to demonstrate um, the concepts that we were learning. So it's very they're very uh, good in that sense. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Okay, we have some things on Facebook. Yeah, <clears throat> so Saleha says, um, how can she make learning interesting for her pre-GCSE daughter who has her head in textbooks? Is it possible for her to read living books at this age? Yes, it is, absolutely um so for science is it science you've not mentioned what subject she's doing but for if it was science go to that website i mentioned sabbath mood homeschool they have a collection they have a book list according to the subject in science and they will list out possible living books for that but for you Saleha, if she's in a textbook already she might resist she might resist more books unless she's an avid reader. So is there a way that you can take what she's learning, you've said science, so take what she's learning and make it hands on. You know, like when she's learning about the structure of an atom, get some modeling clay and make make a structure of an atom with the modeling clay. Um, When she's learning about a flower and how the anatomy of a flower, go to the supermarket, get some lilies, lilies are great for this, and dissect that lily. find all the different parts um, that she's learning about. You can even use a couple of two lilies and demonstrate pollination. Try and make it hands-on for her. And if she is open to living books, um, then, then do bring those in as well. The problem is if if you just do textbooks, and you all know this from your own education, that if you just do textbooks, it's in one ear and out the other, for the vast majority of it. We learn it for the exam, and it's gone, it's just gone, it's meaningless, but if you can make it meaningful by either engaging our brain uh, and our emotions live, using living books, or by using hands-on manipulatives in some way, it makes it more meaningful, they will remember it. Uh, walaikum Salaam Subahat. Um, yeah, okay, so Subahat asked about roll Dahl books, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, so, so rolled Dahl books are... You There's no blanket rule, in my opinion, on Roald Dahl books. Some of the Roald Dahl books are fine, and some of them are a little bit crude. They teach manners that I wouldn't be happy for my children to learn, so I think you have to judge each book separately and individually. I do not like the twits. I don't like... Mm, I forget the name... I, I think things like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was fine. Uh, Matilda was fine. Um, There's one about witches. You may want to miss that one. Up to you. Um, So you have to really judge each book individually with Roald Dahl. Okay. Um, Okay, so Bella has asked, any books for beginner readers 6 to 8? So I'm assuming, Bella, that um, your son or daughter knows... The basics of reading like they can read a sentence so if they can read a sentence and they're okay with that and they're ready to move on to proper books quote-unquote um then um we like uh gosh what are their names De- Their detective books what are they called guys oh you've caught me off guard bella okay let me think about this and i will come back to you oh I can see it in my head. What's it called? You know what, Bella? When I remember, I will come back onto Facebook and I will write it in the comments, inshallah. Have I heard about Wings of Fire? I don't know that one, Miss Spun. No, I'm sorry. Um, Are you having any book study coming soon? Um, Yeah, so if you're in Launch Your Homeschool, my online homeschooling course, we have... um, The first book, the next book we're reading in our book club is, can't find it, it is called Children Around the Prophet. So we're going to be learning about that, about how the prophet, peace be upon him, taught, interacted with the children uh, who grew up around him. So that's going to be the next book in our book club. I think we're going to be doing the meeting in August. So if you're not already joined uh, Launch Your Homeschool, you'll have a chance to join in July when we open enrollment and you can join the book club then okay I think we should probably wrap it up I'll just double check yes Sabina's asked um some of the books are the older books are so hard to find and expensive on Amazon yeah I would recommend Abe books um abebooks.co.uk if you're in UK abebooks.com they are really good for the older books vintage books rarer books Uh, And if you can't find it there straight away, just keep checking in every couple of months and um, I'm sure you'll find it. That's where I get my vintage books from. Yeah, mashallah. So um, M for Moon has said, for Roald Dahl, we skip lines about alcohol and bad manners. We take the opportunity for critical thinking with the books like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um, Is he good or is is he a criminal? That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. So these type of books you can use them for conversations, you can, and you can, like you say, skip out lines. Um, Boxcar children, that's a lovely one, yes. So who was it, Bella, you asked about books for um, six to eight years old, boxcar children. I still haven't remembered the name of that detective book that I was thinking about. Okay, all right, so if you haven't already, if you are thinking about homeschooling and you have not already, got yourself a copy of my ebook home education what you need to know to get started go and get your free copy. Um, it's gonna lay out for you all the common questions that you have about homeschooling, legal things how to record you need to record um, how to deal with authorities curriculum all the questions that you have socialization um, so get your copy of that free ebook ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook and when you sign up for that ebook you also get access to our huge library we have a library of hundreds hundreds of free educational resources for your children you go to that library and you can choose between all kinds of things and we have focused on making it specific to the muslim child so you'll find a lot of resources in there if you want to teach your kids about hajj um, ramadan the five pillars whatever it is uh, 99 names of allah you will find it all there categorized for you and it's free alhamdulillah so if you join get your free ebook ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook and then get yourself into that library and find something to do with your children inshallah this was fun I hope you guys had fun as well Um, it was lovely to see you all on here I'll try and do some more of these inshallah I really enjoy connecting with you uh, and doing these live sessions so have a beautiful week everybody and uh, inshallah I'll see you you soon assalamu alaikum take care